The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sichar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How it is that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well? and with his children and his flocks drank from it. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but the one who drinks of the water that I will give will never be thirsty. The water that I will give him will become him in in a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband, for you have five husbands. And the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For this Father seeks such as those to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in the spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then the disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman, but no one said, what do you want? 
or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to the people, come and see a man who told me everything I had ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Surely no one has brought him something to eat. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Do you not say four months more that comes to harvest? But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life so that the sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another one reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from the city believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. He told me something, everything I had ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there for two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of you at what you have said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's gospel, we heard about so many things that should not have happened. Certainly the people at that time would have had many questions that challenged them to open their minds to the actions and words of Jesus. Jesus uses these actions and words to pass on two key teachings. The gospel begins after our Lord's own baptism when his disciples had started baptizing a number of people. Because of this, Jesus was concerned about becoming involved in a controversy with the Pharisees. So he felt it was time to move on and start their journey back to Galilee. This is the first thing that the people would question. Why would Jesus make the decision to go through Samaria to go to Galilee? It was the shortest route, but at that time, there had been centuries-old feud between the Jews and the Samaritans. So most Jewish travelers would have gone around Samaria. Being thirsty and tired, Jesus stopped just outside of the town of Sychar and sent his disciples into town for food. We have to wonder what was happening to the disciples. 
Going into a Samaritan town to buy food was very dangerous, and Samaritans were considered unclean. So again, this was not something a Jewish person would do. Unconsciously, had Jesus already started to change the disciples' way of thinking? Was this beginning of the barriers coming down for all people living together? Jesus didn't go with the disciples, but instead waited at the well by himself. There is quite a bit of history attached to the well where Jesus rested. From Genesis, we know that this is the ground that Jacob bequeathed on his deathbed to Joseph. Then on Joseph's deathbed in Egypt, his body was returned to this site to be buried. While Jesus was waiting, a Samaritan woman came to the well, which was located about a half a mile from the town. So we have to ask ourselves another question. Why the woman came all this way to draw water, as most towns had water within the town? Possibly she was considered a moral outcast, as Jesus told us she had five husbands. Therefore, had the local women driven her away from the village well? The discussion Jesus has with this woman is very important, as it was the longest discussion Jesus had with anyone in the Bible. Jesus spoke to her, saying, Give me a drink. The Samaritan woman must have thought, What in the world is this man asking? Men do not speak to women in public. Jewish people never spoke to Samaritans. And lastly, Jesus had no vessel to put the water in. Certainly he would not have used her vessel as it would have been considered unclean. So without a doubt, she must have known there was something very different about this man. So what have we learned so far about the character of Jesus? First of all, it shows us his humanity. It shows us he got tired and weary, and that the life for him was an effort, just as it is for us sometimes. He didn't have people waiting on him, and he walked everywhere, just like most people of that time. Secondly, it shows his warmth and his understanding his sympathy, his compassion, and his divinity. Had Jesus been an ordinary religious leader, the woman at the well would have done her best to avoid him or fled in embarrassment. But instead, she found it natural to talk to Jesus. She had met someone who was not a critic, one who did not condemn her, but one who understood her. Thirdly, it shows us Jesus as the breaker down of barriers. The quarrel between the Jews and the Samaritans had gone on for a very long time, and basically they were enemies and despised one another. Yet here we have Jesus, a Jew, speaking to a Samaritan woman. So this is the first teaching we learn today everyone living and working together. After the woman questioned Jesus about him asking for a drink of water, 
we come to the next key part of this meeting. Jesus answers the women, the woman, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now, to people of that time, living water meant running water, which would be in a stream or in a deep well, such as the well that Jesus and the woman were at, versus stagnant water of a cistern or a pool. So the woman challenged Jesus, telling, asking him, are you greater than Jacob, who gave us this well? She was basically telling Jesus that this water was good enough for Jacob, the son of Isaac, and the grandson of Abraham. Who are you claiming to be wiser and more powerful than Jacob and saying you could give her even bitter, better water? She did not understand Jesus was not speaking in literal terms, but in spiritual terms. The Jewish people often spoke of the thirst of the soul for God. And there are many quotes in the Old Testament that often spoke of quenching their thirst with living water. Jesus told her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give will never be thirsty. Jesus is stating to the woman that he is the anointed one of God. Through his death and resurrection, death will be no more. And therefore, Jesus is offering the living water. Again, the woman still did not understand the spiritual claim that Jesus was making. So probably with a smile on her face, she said sarcastically, give me this water so I will not be thirsty and have to keep coming to this well. As we know, the story continues, and the women and many of the people in her town became disciples of Christ. This is the second teaching. Jesus is the source of life. The main message of this story is this fundamental truth, that in the human heart, there is a thirst that only Jesus Christ can satisfy. The actions of Jesus are really the start of his bringing people together. Like Jesus, it is our actions that lead to discussion and bring people together. Today, people of all faiths are coming together to pray and work together. Currently, we see a great example of this with all faiths speaking out against the invasion on the people of the Ukraine. The popes over the last 40 and 50 years have made great efforts to break down some of the barriers between different faiths and have been open to good and healthy discussions. One of the decrees from Vatican II stated, avoid division, shun discord, encourage charity towards one another, and heed the words of Christ. By this will all men and women know you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The document also stated, without real change in heart, all that Christians that come together 
have a purpose to confess Christ before men and women. As I said at the end of my homily last time, my brothers and sisters, we will not be judged on how we compare to our neighbors, but on how well we have followed in Christ's footsteps in loving our neighbors. So as we come to the altar to receive the Eucharist today, remember we are receiving the living water, the body and blood of Christ. <laughs> 